we good? It's go time. All right. Hey, welcome to a new episode of Create Forward. Create Forward's the show where we learn and understand creativity in a way that helps us live our best lives. Today, I'm joined with an amazing artist and really visionary, I feel, in the realm of screen printing and illustration. He's based locally in Phoenix, John Arvizu. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I've known John and his wife, Jen, for a long time. And it's so exciting that as this show's developing, I'm able to bring you on. Longtime fan of your work. And just before the show started, John brought, I don't know, about 30 or 40 pieces with him. And we just had so much fun going through those. And the first question I want to ask you, John, is you not only are you an amazing illustrator and you're really creative and distinctive in your approach, but you seem to also create a volume of work right? It's not one piece a year. It might be one piece a week. You, you have a lot of velocity in how you actually deliver creative work. And a lot of times, I think for our audience, learning to be creative, they say, how do I get started? Or the blank page scares them a little. How do you not only create, but create at, at volume? That's a difficult question to like sum up. I would say... Over time, it's gotten like a snowball rolling downhill. Um, there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself, honestly. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for everyone. <laughs> but I wanted a career in illustration, and and I'm a very independent person. And you have to be motivated. You just have to be. Um, and I have so much interest and curiosity in so many things that. I'm constantly writing things down. I'm constantly thinking about um, images, things, symbols of stuff that that I catalog, that I carry with me. And so when I'm ready to make something, I I have this library of things that I'm already interested in, like picking up and playing with. That's awesome. You know, I think as creative people, and everyone's creative, but there's this muscle around remembering the ideas and capturing the ideas and not letting them float away. Oh, absolutely. And it sounds like you're really a collector of ideas. Well, and I have, I mean, I'm very much a daydreamer. Um, so be, because of that, it makes it challenging for me to remember all the things that I'm <laughs> daydreaming. So I do write things down. I write a lot. I don't, yeah. I don't um, skimp on stopping in the moment and remembering something on my phone, on a piece of paper, because when I sit down, I don't want to stare at a blank page. I want to think, all right, I could pick that up. I could do something with that. Oh, Let's just start somewhere. Right. Just start somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't oh, that's matter. That's a great mantra. Mm -hmm. Just start somewhere. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So like we're, it's Halloween. We're recording this episode and, and you brought all kinds of work. One I'm looking at is this little glow in the dark hoot sticker right now. There's a lot of little details and stuff going on. I'm holding this up for the camera. So if you're watching this episode, and this episode, let me tell you, would be a great one to watch, not listen to, because we're looking at a lot of really cool work that John's created. But just the eyes, for example. I mean, they are owl eyes, but I feel like there's inspiration of broken glass and spider webs and definitely Halloween colors. Oh, yeah. Color me to me that. is huge. Yeah. And I think a lot of the work that I do, you'll notice, is very colorful. I don't um, particularly 
care what colors they are, but I want them to work well together and harmonize. I think harmony to me is the biggest um, instinct that I have as far as color is concerned. And mixing color as opposed to just looking at it on screen to actually have to mix ink in the studio is is a huge um, leg up in like processing how colors work, tones, um, opacity, everything involved in color. There's so much to be explored and I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly pairing things together that I'm like, yes, this works great. It shouldn't, but it does. Right. That's a really good point. And I love that you talked about the craft in the studio, hands dirty, mixing live. You know, as soon as I uh, see a new piece of yours, one of the things I really love about your work is how custom it is and how it's not coming from clip art. It's not coming from a filter. It's not coming from a preset brush in Photoshop. Like it's John's brush and it's John's sketch. And sometimes you keep it loose. Sometimes I can tell you tighten it in Illustrator and get all the lines just perfect. Sometimes I'm sure you're just hand inking it to exactly where you want it to be. But I see it coming from a custom, personalized place. And I think that's where the magic happens that doesn't happen when you just take pieces off the shelf and try to collage it together. I mean, I think that goes without saying. If you want something unique, you have to come from a unique place you have to be authentic with it yeah and i think not only authentic in the visual style but in authentic within the themes that matter to you so like we're looking at a piece and maybe you could hold it up john for our viewers this is a new piece you just worked on this month yeah i just finished it on saturday could you walk us through how you thought about this because there's a collage of many different things you wouldn't necessarily think to see together that fit beautifully together. Uh, okay, so uh, as always, I put hearts in everything. So there are little hearts in the crown, little hearts in the boom box. Uh, a friend of mine collects boom boxes, um, important, iconic boom boxes from history. And um, so, again, I'm interested, I'm curious in things. Send me some, tell me about them. And then I started from there. I've been doing these drawings. These I did several weeks ago. Um, the coyote or the uh, fox I, I drew several weeks ago. These pieces I drew just the other day when I started. These are desert cactus flowers. These are little dove here from these um, southwest Spanish tile stencils that I made for our house that represented us. So they were four peace doves. There were four little icons of people. There were little suns. Um, and then I create these assemblages kind of based on symbols that I like, messages that I like, you're enough. I've been doing a lot of thinking about mindfulness, um, about um, empathy and kindness. And I really have come to the conclusion that that's who I am. I'm a person who is joyful about what I'm creating it's exciting to me. It gives me strength and, and meaning and purpose and all of these things coming from a different place, but being assembled in a thoughtful way to me gives them purpose. And when I complete a piece like this and everything comes together and it's just how I wanted it, 
I, I feel this like sense of accomplishment that I really don't get in many other places in my adult life. I love that. I love you are enough that you put it in there and that you are thinking in a mindful way, a way that would get you to generate a piece like this with so many things that are so important and special to you. Yeah. I love that areas of your home and how you decorated made it in. I love how hijinks, the name of your apparel line made it into the, yeah. the blaster there. And this says, I love you here. You can't see it, but you don't have to. Yeah. It's you can read it. You can piece it together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the hearts. But I love what you said about when you were completing the piece, you know, and you said you are enough. And then you're completing the piece and you feel that sense of wholeness that you've delivered on something you know you have within you, but you've made it tangible and visible for you to see and then for others to see. Mm -hmm. I think that's the magic. I think that's what when you achieve the ability to create and you know that you're whole and you're good enough the way you said, and then you deliver on that and prove it to yourself almost and, and show it to others. I think that's powerful. Could you tell me more about your your journey to getting to that place? Um, well, honest to be quite honest with you, it's been a lot more recent than it has been. I've been in this industry for twenty five years, mm -hmm. and very recently, I've had you know several things happen that have really caused me to change my perspective on things. Uh, I think I did in the past create a lot of work, like you said, tons of work, tons of work. Don't stop, keep going. <laughs> because almost like of a resource scarcity mindset, but that created much more of an adversarial situation with clients and with my own work than, than I think was healthy for me. So I have done a lot of work recently on really getting to that spot where I'm like, what I care about, what's interesting and important to me is enough. That's enough for me. And people are going to appreciate and understand something that I care about that I can like visually assemble in a way that is expressive, but you can interpret your own meaning from it too. You don't need me there to explain it to you. I love that. And I think having an emotional response to artwork is obviously for me, successful. So the work that I create, I want people to be engaged by, I want them to respond to it, look closer, see details, find things. It makes you much more aware of the world around you. And I think that goes to your podcast too. You can find meaning in pretty much anything if you look closely enough. Absolutely. So Wise words. Thank you. I was thinking as I heard you speaking, and I agree with everything that you said, John, I've listened to a lot of interviews of leaders of bands, um, Bernard Sumner, New Order, um, Andy Bell, Erasure, and both of them talk a lot about the things you talk about. I want it to be emotive. I want the lyrics to be interpreted by the listener. I want them to make their own conclusions about love and what it is for them. They aren't assigning a specific kind or way of love. And I just think that you do that visually, the way they do that with lyrics, and it's really powerful. Well, I'm honored that you'd think that. I, I do put a lot of my heart into everything that I make, and 
it's gratifying to me to hear that other people are responding in oh, that yeah, way. Definitely. I find it interesting that as you've found more peace and have relaxed, it feels like more things are opening up for you the way you want them to be. Yeah, I can allow them to happen. Yeah, that's yeah. powerful. Yes. For anyone listening, uh, that would be the encouragement that I think that I would give or, or John would give to our listeners is that as you become more comfortable with yourself, as you understand that you are whole, you're complete, you're enough as you are, that gives you space to sit back and create from a place of confidence, not having to prove anything, just being who you are and letting that shine through. And the willingness to fail. Yes. The pressure that I have felt to have this, to maintain a certain, um, a certain visual ability, like nobody wants to see a crappy sketch, but I'm at the <laughs> point now where I'm like, look at this crappy sketch because this is where we're going with it. And yep. I just need to get you the point of things. I love that. I remember early on in my career, I used to try to render everything for the client. Yeah. And now I'll go to the whiteboard, draw boxes and arrows and talk about the concept, how we're going to do this interaction. Yeah. And that was plenty for them to just have the confidence to know the directions, right? We're going to tighten this up and it's going to be beautiful and pixel perfect. Yeah. But that's coming later. Let's just be confident in knowing the idea is right and move forward. Yeah. And I think that that happens at all stages of a creative process. I teach a lot of students in screen printing and many of which don't have artistic backgrounds. And my advice to them is the same advice I give myself, which is it doesn't matter. Just make something. And at the end of the process, you're going to feel like you accomplished something. And a lot of people will start something and they'll go, eh, and they'll quit about halfway through. But the act of just finding a point to, to, of completion and then moving on to the next thing is important. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be your best work. It just has to be done. Right. And then move on to the next thing. Your life isn't about this one thing. Oh, that's so powerful. So I remember the first class of graphic design, Design 101, and the professor said, okay, we're going to do 100 sketches. So we're all like working very carefully on our sketches and we want to make these perfect logos and we get done. He's like, okay, cool, rip them up. <laughs> we're going to do another hundred. And we're all like, what? But he was teaching the exact point you're making. Like, don't be so tight and precious with the one thing. Be confident that you have unlimited ideas and that you just need to keep getting in the habit of cranking them out. And the more thought that you put into it, the more refined your point is. Tell and looking more. at your phone all the time <laughs> and doom scrolling is taking you away from thoughts that you would otherwise normally have about where you are and the environment that you're in. And ideas do come from that. And you mentioned like um, if you're in a rut. And I think the two things that I took away from that immediately was unplug and then secondly, like find your happy place. For me, it's screen printing. I don't have to be as detailed when I make a handmade print, just something loose, cut it out, work with the colors yeah. and make something, make something that's, that's for me. I love that. Tell me a little bit more of your practice around moving away from screen time and the phone. Cause you started talking about doom scrolling and <sighs> setting the phone down. So tell me a little bit more about your day and when you like to use your phone and when you don't. 
So I, like everyone else, I'm very challenged. I get into like taking photos of stuff. Oh, these are cool photos. I'll just process these photos. I'll just po- I'll just post these photos. Oh, now I'm looking at other cool stuff and I'm judging <laughs> myself based on these other cool things. <laughs> yeah, how exhausting that is. Yep. I feel exhausted just explaining that. <laughs> I We've all been there. <laughs> I understand and empathize and completely relate to being stuck and not being able to put my phone down. But I have realized in the last, you know, it hasn't even been that long, but, but just to take a break and to be present has been so meaningful and will do wonders for your creativity. Yeah, you're relaxing your brain and letting yeah. what's in there come out instead of consuming what's out there. And, and, and I, even in the last year, like I thought it was this badge of honor that, oh, I'm going to skip lunch and work on the next project. <laughs> yeah. But that time to, for me to sit and eat lunch is so important. And I'm also enjoying myself. I'm like taking care of myself. And that leads to me being more pleased with what I'm doing, more communicative with everybody around me, and just overall like more centered. Beautiful. I love that. It doesn't always work, but I'm always working on it. But you're aware that it's working. Uh, It is completely working when I put my mind to it, when I'm compassionate with myself. So I love how you said that giving yourself a break, forgiving yourself, being compassionate with yourself. So I I keep hearing you coming back to this theme that recently or within the last year, could you tell us what what occurred that helped you make this switch? Because I feel like you made an intentional decision to be a little more relaxed, aware, and forgiving of yourself. Did you kind of hit a a rough spot that helped you to step back or or what happened? Oh, yeah. I I think... I think... The way that I had been approaching things for me came to a point where I was frustrated, I was down, and then I would isolate myself from people thinking, oh, they don't understand what I'm going through. So we moved in the last year to a new neighborhood, which we've really been enjoying, and um, we're down in Agritopia, and we have a little shop yeah. down there. And awesome! Shout out to Agritopia. There, yeah. it's it's That's a, a fun wonderful place. place. It's a wonderful place, and it kind of set me on this path of of there is contentment out there. There is a way for me to positively charge myself because I see other people doing it and being creative. And I had a lot of negative self-talk and that kind of leads to, you know, negative energy around you and in your life. Yep. And so I went and I had a few blow ups where I'm like, I don't like how that interaction went, but I don't know why it happened. Hmm. And so I did do some deep diving. I did some counseling and I did some things that, have led me to a more mindful place. And just to, like you said, the awareness is huge for me because I always had the intent of, of sharing my, what I think is beautiful with people. 
because that's what I wanted people to see from me. But internally, I didn't really feel that. Mm. And to just align myself with my work, to me, is the goal. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm there. Like I said, I have my moments where, where I think that wasn't how I wanted that to go. But just accepting it and acknowledging it and like being very communicative with everyone about here's where I am and here's where I'd like to go with it. If I encounter a problem in a, in a project now, I really do think this is not a problem. Right. This is an opportunity for us. Yes. Because there's a million solutions to any problem. That's and right. that's the artist part. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. They think, oh God, it's never gonna, it's ruined now. <laughs> no. It's not ruined. This is just a way for us to like move this thing forward in a different way to like have possibly a better outcome. Who knows? Right. New doors of possibility just opened up. Yes. Love that perspective. Yeah. And I think just keeping it in perspective is the important part. Yep. All the all these things. Because I make a beautiful poster for myself and I don't care. So I know that I can make Beautiful work for other people, too. Yep. We'll get through it. Absolutely. You know, the thing I love about you doing work for you and then putting it out there is that shows people what's possible and the right people will gravitate to that. I always tell my students that, uh, hey, what do you want to be doing in the creative arts? Do that kind of work. And then that kind of work's going to show up. And 100%. I think you're really doing that especially with the recent work, I really see your full personality. And I really think there's an extra level of confidence that I'm seeing in that, like, you know how you're going to put this out there. And it's really coming through in an amazing way. So, And I think that's just practice, practice, yep. practice. And I feel very lucky to be where I'm at. And I don't take for granted that it's hard work. And that is a nice thing when students come in that haven't screen printed before. That's what I hear. This is hard. Yeah. It is hard. That's right. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. Anything yeah. worth it is hard to do. Right. And I think we've lost that, especially the younger kids coming up. And I, we sound like we're old men here, like talking. But what I mean is technology makes things, you get from zero to 50 so fast without the hard work. Yeah. And this craft at this level is you know 20 30 40 thousand hours of hard work for you to be able to execute it at this level i know that yeah. as a designer i know that's what that takes let's look at this album cover which i think is incredible and this is you said for a recent uh yes band this, that you know you, what it was during the pandemic okay and i'll give a shout out to dangerous robot too yeah that's a beautiful the, very cover. kind people very loving people and and during the pandemic when everything shut down and I had nothing going on. They were like, can you design this album cover for us? Here's the, here's kind of what we want and just go for it. Mm. And that was so encouraging and so supportive that I, I wanted to do the best possible effing job that I could <laughs> do on it. And I feel like I did. You did. And they had it pressed at third man records in Detroit. Nice. And they printed in two metallics and black. And it just makes my day. And there's a little heart in there, a couple little hearts. Yep. 
Love it. All this text is from the Roland 808. You said you've been doing live oh, yeah. mixing. Very familiar. Very classic. Very classic so, drum machine. Again, like those, those are types of things I put in there. Nobody's going to notice those things yeah. except me. Yeah. And that's Oh, fine. man, I'm getting inspired. So I've started my own band, uh, Sensoria Project. And I'm just looking at that, and you're talking about the instrument. I'm like, I'm just seeing a John Orvizu in the future. Where Bring you, it on. Where you take all the crazy instrument, vintage instruments I have and collage them all into this kaleidoscopic album cover. So we yeah. might have to talk later. <laughs> yeah, I just talked <laughs> to a friend amazing. of mine who, had, who wears silk scarves. And I was like, let's make a silk scarf with all the cool stuff that you like on it. Do a custom <laughs> one. It'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, that's good. Well, a few a few more things and we'll wrap it up. Sure. And, and this is inspiring me, so I know that it'll inspire our audience. Um, John, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm curious about times where you're in the middle of a piece. You're in the middle of a creative endeavor. And it's just not working, right? What's your strategy? Do you just ditch it and go to something else? Do you try to push through it? Do you look at it? I mean, what you were saying earlier, you look at it like, oh, I see opportunities here. Like what's going on in your mind when something isn't quite working and you know you need to kind of get it to the finish line? Um, Okay, so the old me would work through it uh, with the client and get to a more mediocre solution, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Because I would just want to navigate it and, you know, quote, make them happy. Yeah. Um, but I would say the approach that I have now, I'm less attached to things if they're not working. Okay. But I think that's to be determined based on a lot of different factors. Like, who's your audience? What is it for? Where is it going? How does it relate to the brand that you have? Because those are all things that I think are important from that branding standpoint, from the design world, from advertising. It's messaging and it's context. With fine art, it doesn't matter. It is whatever you want it to be or whatever it needs to be. But with design, there is a purpose. And so if something's not working, let's let's figure out what part of it does work. We'll keep those parts. We'll ditch the rest and we'll move forward and with a new goal in mind. But we need to have an understanding of where that's going because this is my time and my time's important. Yep. And if I'm spending 30 hours on something and you just raise your hand and say, <laughs> uh, this isn't working for me now then that's more about you than it is about me. And I really don't like my time wasted because I find it to be very precious. And from the work that I do, I, I can execute work without a client. So I want my relationships to be the more important aspect of, of the work. Got it. Thank you. I that's hope good. that answers your it question. It does. And I love how you set the distinction. Sometimes we're working in a fine art mindset where it will be what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. in and of itself. And then there's times when uh, artists work in a commercial capacity with a design intent, with a goal, and with a client, and that client usually has an audience. Yeah. And what are the goals for those, both the client and the audience? And it's very different work. Completely. Yeah. But I think approaching it from a confident standpoint of, I've been through this. I know where it could go, where it should go, where it shouldn't go. Right. Trust me to get you there. And I think now I'm more of a destination, which helps me. Yes. Um, But if you are just a stop 
it's very challenging and yep. it's very can be very degrading. It can be very, you know, difficult. Um, but just having like we were talking about compassion for yourself and the ability to say like, okay, I can work this out and make it what it needs to be is important. Yep. And isn't that true in life too? Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. It's helping me in you my, teed that my up regular perfectly. life too. Nice. Cool. So to wrap up the show, there are three pieces that you've created that are some of my favorites. And we've put them up on a board here. And I would love to ask questions about them and have you walk me through how you created these pieces. Sure. So I'm going to head over to the whiteboard. All right, John. So three of my favorite pieces. Let's just work this way. One of the, these two, anytime you do these, these faces, I, I love this sort of the symmetry. Uh, just walk me through how you start working on these faces, the intricacies, the character, the quality of the eyes, all your eyes and all your pieces are distinctive. I love it. So help me understand how you do that. Um, I think I've been, so I, when I started in design, um, I would sketch things, but it was, it was long ago enough that, um, it was difficult to like translate a sketch onto the computer and draw it out in illustrator or Photoshop. So I'm actually left-handed, but I use a mouse with my right hand. Ah. So I would keep things uh, very clean. I'd use pen tools. I'd use shape builders to build things. So I'd throw a sketch down, and then I'd, I'd do shape builders, and then I'd kind of like use my mouse to like draw with my right hand. Oh, nice. And then uh, over time with tablets, I started integrating using, using a tablet. But pieces like this, I think, are a carryover from that. So I'll start on one side and work through something, and then I'll 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 flip it, yep. do repeats, um, and then make them unique on each side. And then eyes, I always go back in, and I think that's a, a function of screen printing too, yeah. where I'm so close to the piece when I'm making it that it has an effect on how I actually make pieces in the future. Yeah. So eyes are very important to me obviously and you engage with something a little more if it's looking back at you so yeah this one yeah exactly so yeah. this one was for the national poster retrospecticus um they invited me to do a poster for their tour when they came to phoenix and that was printed by the half and half yeah. but i set it up how i would print it and they just did a bang-up job on it they sure did yeah yeah i had questions so I love how it is symmetrical and I can see how you flipped it. But then I love how you put this line through there and how you moved some of these so that it wasn't. Yeah, and all that is drawn like in the spot. Yeah. I'll do drawing like on my iPad and then I'll send that and, and I'll vectorize it. And then I'll start drawing off of that. So it is really kind of an assemblage or a collage of yeah. things that I start putting together to make something work. And sometimes, yeah, Toss this half out. Right. Too much detail, get rid of it. Right. You're, I'm missing the point. The, build up and pull back. There's a lot of that. Yeah, I happening. see it. And a lot of these are straight strokes, but then I, I love the most, this curly piece here. I'm almost wondering, tell me about that. Was it a happy accident that you kept? And, no, how? all that stuff is like, uh, I'll do it a few times, and yeah, that one works great. Yeah, that works. And I like it when it's loose. Yeah. These are um, little radi uh, like little radiating circles that I put into a fill and then I drop into different areas that I want. But then I'm also creating little shape patterns, little hearts, little stars yeah. that work in throughout it too. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just an exercise in texturing. Yeah, and I love how you have sort of the upright horseshoe use here, but then they're flipped here and the colors flipped. Just little different variations 
on the theme. And that's the looseness. Yeah. As a designer, you want everything, oh, it's gotta be just right and yeah. fit in the box. Mm -hmm. No. Let go of it. This is the screen printer part. Just make it. Yeah, just make it. Mm -hmm. Like this whole textural piece, it isn't repeated over here, right? Because it just is different. You have this pattern instead of this pattern. And I love how that brings more of a custom, thoughtful approach. The other thing I love about this piece is it has your distinctive hearts in there. I can see them flaring out. In the background too, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Cool. All right, so I want to talk about this piece right here, which is quite different and turn. beautiful. So I'm going to leave it vertical before we turn it horizontal because what I like is just the composition without the typography, without the, other, with the more literal message. Mm -hmm. I like how you brought the texture in, how you brought just paint splashes in. Tell me about that. How did you know that was right? How did that feel right for you? Uh, I started screen printing in 2010 and I kind of developed my own style with newsprint, cutting newsprint and putting it under a large, more open screen. And the printers that I was uh, making art with made mono silkscreen prints, which is just a drawing and painting process on an open screen. So this is reflective of that experience and then in my own way, I'm taking a tight design that I have put together on the computer and then drawn out and cut by hand, and I'm adding a more handmade element to it. That's more of my freeform time. What is my color? I don't know. I'm doing two colors, let's blend them, and then let's add a little more, like a little more depth to everything. Yeah. And so a lot of the handmade screen prints I do, all fades, I do a lot of dripping, a lot of brushwork, and that's all organic, natural, and it feels like this is a handmade piece. I need to celebrate that. Yeah, so. I love that. I love how you said, oh, what would this look like if I do that? Or how might that work? There's curiosity at every single step of your process. And the willingness to fail. Yeah. Because there are times when I fall <laughs> flat on my work. face. It doesn't work. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right, we're going to turn it here. Whoa. Whoa. Takes two people to do it. These magnets are really strong, people. Can't even get it off the whiteboard. Like it is on there. Let's do this. <laughs> Don't want to run it. I'll just lightly set that on there. Okay. So, say yes. How did that come about? Why did you pick those words? I think I needed the encouragement. You're encouraging yourself. I'm encouraging myself, yeah. Yep, we all need it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think it really was my subconscious doing that because I had a lot of negative self-talk about like, oh, geez, my day, you know, <laughs> all the time. Like I was ruminating a lot about things that would happen. And, and really my subconscious does tell me the right answer. I just need to listen to it more yeah. often, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's just an expression of that. I need to go out there. I need to be more open and make things happen and like, and let the world in more, so. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that in a creative process, you, you kind of wrap it all up in this piece. This is why it's my favorite piece. Even though it's more, it's more uh, typographic and graphic design oriented, which is maybe my background. And one of the reasons I like yeah. it, I love your illustrative style, but I love all the things that you brought together, the composition, the color, the layering, the silkscreen technique, the hand skills just the, the risks that were taken with the form, and it all comes into a package. And I wanna share that with our audience that in your creative pursuit, whatever it might be, 
trust yourself to just try things. You had said, it's okay if we fail in the process because Absolutely. you're going to get to the masterpiece, your own masterpiece for you. And that comes only through trusting yourself and being willing to fail. And I think this is just a really amazing example of that. Well, thank you. So, yeah, thanks for I, I'm not one thing. Yeah. I am all of these things. Yeah. And so I'm not one style. I'm not one piece of art. I'm not this. I'm all of these things. And yeah. that's what makes art like so amazing and why you should want to live a creative life. Yeah. That all facets of yourself be expressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And find the ones that maybe you don't know you have. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Gardening Thanks. or baking or whatever yeah. you want to do. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just parenting. Parent. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the hardest one. That's yeah, a good one. Awesome. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. We'll go sit back down and wrap up. So thanks for being here. And sure. thanks so much for sharing your work with me and with our audience. Well, thank you for asking me. I'm, yeah. I'm honored and I yeah. really appreciate the opportunity. Well, so. Yeah. If you were to tell us uh, one thing, like a mantra you have or a thought you have about your work, uh, you know, for me, it's Create Forward. And that's even the name of the show. Uh, the idea that I'm going to live a life where I'm not going to just consume. I'm going to create. I'm going to move my life forward, my family's life, my friends, my listeners forward, anyone I can touch. Um, that's for me what my mantra is. And I'm curious, uh, based on all the beautiful work you do, um, at your heart, um, what's your mantra or, or what's your... You know, I was making notes and I might just read yeah. what my notes are. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a little bit longer. It's less succinct than yours. Hey, you got to start somewhere. All right. <laughs> it's perfect as it is, John. I know who I am. I'm curious... I'm thoughtful, I'm capable, I'm loved and loving, I'm willing to fail and learn. And it almost brings me to tears when I read it because that's, where I, that's who I am and that's where I need to live, is in that. And it makes perfect sense to me. I just need to keep telling myself that. It makes perfect sense to me too. And I know the work that you've put in to know those things for yourself that I'm proud of you and thanks for sharing that it's really personal thank you yeah thanks so you've been watching create forward so grateful to have john arvizu join us if you want to follow john you can follow him on instagram at john arvizu j-o-n-a-r-v-i-z-u that's it yep and check out hijinks hijinks is a great apparel brand and you can check them out on instagram it's hijinks tees Am it's, I close? It's hijinks underscore co. Okay. And that's H-I-G-H-J-I-N-K-S underscore co. Underscore co. Awesome. <laughs> Check out both of those accounts and follow them. Some amazing artwork that will be in your feed that it's definitely worth being there. John, thanks again. This is Create Forward, the show that helps you learn how to create the great life you want to live. So grateful that you joined us. Have a great week. Take care. Yeah. You were awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I really appreciate the opportunity. Inspiring. Yeah.